thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The days we live in are very polarizing. The two camps always seem angry with each other. In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches us that folks in both camps need Jesus. Salvation only comes from Him. There's no other way to enter into heaven. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus and not the fray that surrounds us. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 19th, 2023. You've got both sides now, and what's happened is the church, bear with me please, has invested a great amount of time and energy and resources to make the Titanic float again. The Titanic is not going to float again. It's going down. You're not going to save it. But you need to be saved. See, the only question that needs to be asked, I don't care, left, right, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, fill in the rest of the blanks. The only thing that matters is saved or lost. And I'm going to ask the question again. I've asked it before. Please indulge me. For those of you that are caught up in this fight, fight for your country, fight to get your country back. Jesus said, if my kingdom were of this world, my disciples would fight. But my kingdom is not of this world. That's why they're not fighting. I'm not a citizen of this world. I'm just passing through. I'm a citizen of heaven. (laughs) So what we've done now is uh, we have now made the person that needs Jesus the enemy. And the question I ask is, how are you ever going to win them to Jesus now that they're the enemy? They're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Democrats and liberals and leftists, and please, would you stop? Please, I, I, I beseech you, <laughs> stop with these words. You're, you're just playing right into this thing, man. They're a leftist. They're, what? Do they know Jesus? Because Jesus loves them, you know. Jesus died for them, you know. They need Jesus, you know. No, they're a leftist. They're a demon rat. Really? Wow. How are you going to win them to the Lord now? I mean, especially after what you just posted on social media. Uh, 
You know what's ironic? They couch this in terms of coming out of darkness and into the light. It's a deception, because it's the false light. Would it be okay if we reread Ephesians 5, verses 11 through 14? Uh, I want you to pay particular attention to a couple things here. Verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Have nothing to do with them. Don't get involved in this. Stay away from this. Don't get caught up in this. Instead of that, expose them for what they really are. Oh, but hey, you know, we're, not, we're not the judge. Excuse me. We're to have sound judgment, discernment. Verse 12, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, the light of Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, the true light. First John chapter 1, verses 5-7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, not God has light. He doesn't bear light. He's not the light bearer. God is light. God is love. It's not just that God has love. No, God is love. That's who he is. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Now listen to what he says in verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I'm going to end the way we began and simply echo the Apostle Paul. We're to have nothing to do with either side of this game. It's all going to end the same, and the deception is, you think it's a great awakening now? Freedom from all debts, Jasara Nasara. It's the antithesis of the Great Reset. We're going to have a, a global economic reset. By the way, this uh, bank uh, failure, Silicon Valley Bank, this is a staged, this was pre-planned, and everything is just right on schedule. Because you know what they're doing, right? So the Great Reset side, the dark side, dystopia, you know, they want you to owe nothing and be happy, and eat bugs. Okay? You got the, the false light side. No, hey, great awakening. New age of Aquarius. New age of Aquarius. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. By the way, Trump played that at one of his rallies, so you know. Oh, uh, he also played sympathy for the devil 
at one of his rallies. Oh, come on. Why are you always hating on Trump? I had somebody say, you've got Trump derangement syndrome. I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're deceived. He's not going to save America. Yeah, but he's done a lot of good things. That's what you think. Yeah, but he did this and this. That's, (laughs) oh man, you buy the lie. Who's the father of the vaccine? Trump. And by the way, if you try to give somebody else other than Trump credit for the vaccine, (laughs) well, you don't want to (laughs) know. He gets angry. I'm, I'm the father of the vaccine. Oh, you are, are you? Yeah, we saved millions of lives. No, you didn't. You took and killed millions of lives. Operation Warp Speed? Have you seen the logo on that thing? That is as demonic as it gets. And not even to mention what he's doing with Jerusalem, with the peace deal and the Abraham Accords. And please don't tell me it doesn't divide Jerusalem, because you're deceived. It divides Jerusalem. Nobody said Jerusalem's the capital of Israel. He said that, he says that to all the people. Because he tells the Palestinians, Jerusalem's your is the capital of Palestine too. No, it's not. Deception, deception, deception. If you're involved in this stuff, uh, like John says, you're walking in, in darkness. And you're living a lie, because this is a lie from the father of lies. The Apostle Peter, again, we're going to see this in our text, second service. I'm going to borrow from it, because it's not a great awakening or a great reset, but the great tribulation. And in light of this, the question before every single one of us, myself included, is this, and Peter asks it, how then ought we to live? What then should be our response? 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. We're going to talk about that. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. Does that sound like the prophecy we just read in Revelation chapter 7 and 8? That's what's coming. It's not a great awakening. This, this great reset, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I say funny in a uh, tongue-in-cheek way. <laughs> well, there's going to be a great reset. They're actually, in theory, they're both right. There is going to be a great awakening, because <laughs> multitudes are going to come to Christ in the great tribulation. Uh, there is going to be a great reset. Actually, it's going to start after the seven-year tribulation, in the kingdom age. That's the reset. Here's the bottom line. 
I'm going to repeat it again. I hope you don't tire of me saying it. But the only thing that will ever matter in the end, and this is the end, is salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. One last thing before we bring it to a close. I've shared this before. I'll share it again. I think this would be an appropriate time. God has been doing a powerful work in my heart in this regard. And I quit. I got out of the game. You know how you always know you made a really good decision when your only regret is that you didn't make it sooner? Well, this was one of those decisions. When I just finally said, that's it, I'm, I'm out, man. I'm on to you. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see where this is going. I'm, I wash my hands of this. I'm out of the game. The freedom that came was indescribable. I cannot put it to words in the English language as faulty as it is. I cannot even begin to describe to you the freedom that ensued when I finally said, that's it. What's it? I don't vote anymore. I won't vote anymore. I'll tell you why. People say, well, I had to vote for the lesser of two evils. Oh, so you voted for evil. Now, I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't confess that there was a time not too long ago, several years ago, when I would stand behind the pulpit, as is my privilege to, and I would say something to the effect of, it is our responsibility to vote, and it is a privilege to vote, and you'll be held to an account by God for voting and how you vote. And now, I say, you'll be held to an account by God if you vote. And by the way, it's not an election, it's a selection. I'm sorry if that, I've got nothing to lose. I say this in love, and I, I hope you don't misunderstand me. I really don't care anymore. Because we're living in a day and an age where, you know, kind of just, you know, tone it down and soften it up. And, you know, you, can, you don't have to be so like that. No, you actually do. Because we're living in a day and an age that is most unforgiving of not doing that. This is it. And I will not participate in the deeds of darkness. It's all darkness. It's all evil. These are two sides of the same coin. And Jesus is nowhere to be found. Can I just say one last thing? <laughs> Do you really believe that if you vote your guy in office, that you're going to turn this thing around? That's not a rhetorical question. I'm sincerely asking you that question. Do you really believe that? Yeah, but your vote counts. Let's just say hypothetically, for purpose of discussion, that it does. Uh, and you do get your guy in. All right. Happy days are here again. I need to stop with the singing. See what you did, Capono, with God, you're so good. Anyway, so you do get your guy in. What's he going to do? If God has ordained it, who's going to go against it? Ask 
the Jews about this in Judah. When Jeremiah for 40 plus years is prophesying and warning them, the Babylonians are coming to take you captive. Don't fight it. God ordained it. If you fight against it, then you're fighting against God. You know what they did? They fought and it cost them their lives. If I'm not mistaken, I don't see in Bible prophecy anything that even remotely resembles things turning around. This is it. And I will say it with my last breath, till my last breath. Again, please, I, in love, I don't care what you think. And you can be mean and nasty and vile and foul and say, I'm never coming back to this church. I'm unsubscribing. Okay. I don't, I don't agree with you. It doesn't matter if you agree with me. It matters, do you agree with God? Well, I don't like you. You don't need to like me. I'm not particularly fond of you either, actually, if you don't like me. <laughs> Isn't that how it is? I like you. Oh, I happen to like you too. It's human nature. It's the truth. Wounds of a friend are faithful, and they can be trusted. An enemy multiplies kisses. I have to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God, because I'm going to be held to an account. And I don't want anyone's blood on my hands. I warned you. I'm warning you. This is a deception. This is a lie. Stay as far away from it as you possibly can. Expose this for what it is, darkness, evil deeds of darkness. And you better get the light of Jesus Christ now, now, because we're living in very dark times. Yeah. Now, how do I go to the gospel from here? (laughs) What is the gospel? Good news. Wow, Pastor, that was... Well, it's true. The bad news is the catalyst for the good news. I know it's not proper English, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. What's the good news? Well, the good news is, is that Jesus Christ came. He was crucified for you and me, buried, rose again on the third day, defeating death for you and me, and He's coming back again one day for you and me. That's the good news. What are the ABCs? Just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, that you need a Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. Now there's a penalty in Romans 6.23, and it's the death penalty. For the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. And the B is central. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will 
be saved. It's very simple. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen, and I love this, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might, not could, not should, no will, will be saved. It's childlike simple. Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I think it's sad that we've complicated the gospel. We've put other things into it, onto it, included with it. It's very simple. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life. I appreciate your patience. We're almost done. I want to share today's But God testimony. It's as unique as it is special. And it comes from Emma, who is only 11 years old and lives in, of all places, Ontario, Canada. I have a huge soft spot when it comes to these young people. And I just want to share with you her uh, wonderful handwritten letter that she uh, mailed in. Dear Pastor J.D. Farag, Thank you so much for being our pastor. Thank you for always standing up for what is right and telling us the truth. I think you're a great pastor, and you're leading many people to Christ. But you always tell us before you believe what I preach, go in the Bible and see if it is true. You are kind of funny. (laughs) Not funny looking. (laughs) Funny. She says, I'm funny. And you make us happy. (laughs) I love how you get lots of those but God stories, and you pray for those people. You show love for God's church. Sincerely, Emma B., 11 years old, Ontario, Canada. Oh, man. Lord, I know today was kind of tough and hard and weighty, and I think of Peter, of all people, whom we've gotten to know as of late, who, when you ask the question of, is this teaching so hard, do you want to leave too, as did the multitudes. And Peter's response to you was our response to you, Jesus. Where else are we going to go? Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. 
That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.